Hey everyone, this is Kelvin. This is episode 86 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with three members of Ray Grin. I talked with Ray, who's the vocalist and guitarist, Ruben, who's uh, on bass, and Bryant on drums. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ray Grin, they are a punk band from the Navajo Nation here at Window Rock and St. Michael's, Arizona. Uh, they play a style of punk that they refer to as uh, anime core or otaku punk. Um, I, you know, to me, they just kind of got a really cool, upbeat, you know, fun sound, um, fun style of punk rock. They um, they formed in 2012 uh, with Ray and Ruben being the core members of the band. Um, I met up with them last week and got to talk with them at their practice space. And uh, yeah, we just had a good time uh, talking and yeah, the time kind of flew by quick. I think we talked for about an hour and 30 minutes. But uh, yeah, we talked about the band's formation and kind of how they, you know, play punk in a scene that's dominated by uh, metal. Uh, We also kind of talk about some of their personal struggles and also kind of how the band also balances out their personal lives. I really appreciate the members of the band being very open and honest about some of their personal struggles. This is probably one of the most uh, personal and open conversations I've had with the band, which I really appreciate them for, you know, letting me, you know, talk with them and come hang out with their, in their practice space. Be sure to check out Ray Grin, uh, this month in, um, Gallup, Mexico. They'll be playing at the Juggernaut venue on three dates. They'll be playing, May 23rd when they play support for DRI and then they'll play May 26th when they play support for Fee and on May 30th when they uh, open for Doyle. So um, yeah, you can get the tickets online or at at the door or you know just by reaching out to the band. Yeah, I'll play a quick clip of uh, one of their songs so be sure to check out the interview afterwards. Yeah, thank you. Gregorin, how are you guys doing? Good, pretty good. Pretty tired, but good. Cool. Um, well, yeah, thanks for letting me talk with you guys. And uh, just for starters, can you just kind of start with introductions of everyone? Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Bryant. Um, I play drums. Hey there, everybody in podcast land. Uh, my name is Ray, I'm the singer, I'm, you know, that fat guy with the long hair. I play guitar as well. <laughs> and my name is Ruben. I'm the bass player, so you probably see me the the big jiggly guy on stage, <laughs> slapping the big strings. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, you guys are kicking ass. I saw you guys last month in Gallup. Um, yeah, that we could show at El Moro. Yeah, you guys were the the headliners. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, dude, that took a lot out of me that night, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys played pretty late, huh? Like, yeah, that's the only downside of it. It's like, everyone thinks all these headlines, 
yeah, we're gonna be headlining, but it's like, no, you're the last one. Yeah, you're just tired. It's not as it's not as fantastic as it sounds. But it was fun though. But, like I got to hang out with a lot of people and got to see everyone. And I was just like, man, I wish I could be playing right now. Oh but, man, it was like it was like I was just really grateful for everyone that stayed too. It was like, wow, there's actually people staying for us. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I caught like pretty much the whole set. I think it probably left like eleven. 40 or 11 45 it was getting close to midnight and oh, you didn't miss much. yeah i i don't know i didn't want to like, like two songs more <laughs> stay late and like hit all the potholes driving home oh, that was us. <laughs> um but yeah that was that's good you guys are you know play you guys um play compared to the other bands that night you guys were probably the only punk band right the punk band that plays with a lot of metal bands i guess I, I think we were, yeah, uh, punk-ish, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, definitely not metal. Yeah, how, how would you describe your your, your band's uh, music or sound? Holy cow, that's a lot of your question. Um, you guys think you have an answer while I'm trying to think of one? <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I don't know, well, in the beginning, like, uh, back in um, when we first uh, transitioned from Five Sellers Below into Rigor and um, we had a mindset of like keeping it like a three chord, four chord punk. Um, but it, it was mainly just punk and we wanted to stay punk with a little bit of, um, heaviness, a little bit of heaviness, but I don't know if we ever succeeded. Um, and we were back then it was, a yeah, we just want, we just, we just wanted to be different in some way, but I don't think we achieved that either, but I think we are now. Um, as far as the sound goes, you know, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's really, really, really kind of, uh, interesting to explain because like, um, I do, I do do a lot of power chords, a lot of three, three or four chord power chords, but I'll also do like a lot of, um, well, I'm sure they're not made up chords, but just like melodic sounding one strum things. And, um, I do a lot of, um, a lot of major chords as well. A lot of, um. A lot of opened open chords and a lot of minors and uh, things like that. So, um, that's, I don't know. Maybe these guys have a better answer than you. <laughs> My finger goes to one, two, three. That's it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, well, genre-wise, everyone just calls us punk. But throughout the years, God, I don't know how long, but... There was a, there was a band Jason, that heard about us in California and they called us Otaku Punk which or, I thought that was a pretty cool name because Nerd Punk, nerd punk. and we, in the beginning we used to call ourselves Anime Core because most, most of the songs we wrote were like anime inspired which some people are still kind of weirded out by that or I think it's pretty cool it is still kind of us yeah because we, we've recently written some songs that are still anime inspired yeah because I don't know how you how you explain it it's just stuff that we just kind of like enjoy Anime, video games, Godzilla movies, or sci-fi. Nothing too crazy or horror or... Like Tremors? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're like, that trimmer, we're like Tremors. We're not too horror, we're not too action. It's just right in that middle, like, like sweet spot. We're um, like idiots. <laughs> idiots with instruments. <laughs> yeah, what, um... I guess, what year did you guys start? And um, who... Who, who's the the main person that started the band? Oh gosh, this, oh, man, this this goes back a long way, dude. Um, uh, 
dang, you guys are aging me here. Um, I, 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 um, I was, um, I'm not sure when exactly I started, but, um, I started playing guitar in like 99. <laughs> dang, so, I feel so old. Um, but over time, you know, me and, um, the previous drummer, Jeff, we, um, we would just like jam out and like our, my little, uh, travel trailer with these like tiny Marshall amps and all we were learning at the time was like like Iron Maiden and Slayer and of course Metallica and Megadeth and all the real the cliche stuff and um that's probably gonna piss off someone um just stuff like that we were learning all that stuff and uh we actually um our our, our really cool uh our business management teacher in high school his name's Phil um we got together with him and he taught us like a lot he um he was like hey guess what there's there's more out there other than metal music, <laughs> pretty much. He didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. He's like, so he uh, and then we uh, we met Levi, uh, the bass player, somewhere along the way, and he taught us a lot. Um, like he uh, he taught us how to write music. He taught us how to structure and uh, timing and all that, and how to carry and present ourselves on stage. And you know, he, he taught us like. He showed us like the Ramones, the Pixies, White Stripes, Ospreys, all kinds of things. And that grew into like us um, being our own band because he moved. Uh, he was here temporarily. He moved to uh, somewhere in California. He eventually went back to um, Michigan. And uh, um, so me, uh, me, Jeff, and Levi started our own thing. And from like 2000, I wanna, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, but... Um, that's like a whole nother story for another time, but from like 2000, I want to say 2004 to 2011, 12, I'll say 11, um, 2004 to 2011, we kind of just went through various band names and, um, you know, slight genre changes as well. So we were doing that for like six, seven years and, um, I moved, I moved temporarily I moved for ten months to a uh, to an internship program in Pennsylvania, Liberty, uh, Morris, Pennsylvania, for uh, youth ministry and cross cultural experiences and things like that. And um, I was gone for almost a year, and then I came back, and um, Levi had decided to uh, move on as well. So uh, we're like, okay, let's um, you know, let's pick this back up. Let's pick it up from where we started, and. Um, and then we we picked up five sellers back up, but this time we Levi um, Levi was gone, so we asked Ruben here if he wanted to be bass, and he did. And um, eventually we came to like the idea of um, let's let's um five sellers is um it's mainly it was it was special it was like a it was like me Jeff and Levi's thing, and um, <laughs> we wanted to keep it that way kind of so to speak. So, uh, we, we decided to change the name so this guy would go from a fill-in to an original member if we changed the band name, which we did. And um, the band name stuck, and we're all... Well, two of us are still here. <laughs> two of us are still here. So, we're, the, we're like the main... The main dudes, I guess. <laughs> the, the songwriting or the yeah, whole like the, planning. The consistent ones, the consistent members that's never left or never been... Uh, switched out, I guess you could say. Okay. 
Okay, that's yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, you, I, I see. Like uh, going back and looking at all your like old pictures on social media, it seems you guys, you two, are kind of the more like consistent guys. Uh, um, yeah, we go even even before your gear. We go way back. Uh, we go to like two thousand four, three or two, two or three. I don't know, but we went to high school together, and he was uh, he's dealing with cream from tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going to Christmas programs and stuff. Like no. Yeah, but you know, I was um I was a band geek. Um, I was a band geek, and I had to stay after school a lot for um you know band practice and all that. And um, this guy for some reason liked to stay after school for no reason and bother people. Yeah, like I don't know how friendship just started. It just kind of started out of nowhere. I think it was because Wilford, Wilford, and um I think Levi too, because Levi was Cause um, related to Mo and all that crap. We just hung around, and then. Sometimes I'll just be doing weird stuff, like walking around to school or just, like I was saying, stealing whipped cream from places or running around, like, incoherently screaming. So, just, <laughs> so like, like some people would be like, yeah, I was weird in school, but no, some people were not weird, like, not like him. <laughs> like, it's like, this guy's got some issues or something. <laughs> we used to call him Squirrels because he wore that squirrel. What's that squirrel's name? When that talks about you crapped everybody, he's always flipping the Before bird. Before the squirrel. Yeah, he's always wearing that. Anyway, yeah. This, oh. I think we can go a lot, but no, this is like limited, <laughs> so I'm trying to cut it down. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. No, no, I, I like that. No, just good good history. Um, and then, um, yeah, so you guys like kind of like have been the main two. Uh, how do you like, how do you go about like recruiting members or how do you like... Um, is it just like people in the area, or have you like do you just like other bands, or how do you go about like kind of bringing people into Rigorin? Oh, we call them out in the middle of their set. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. oh man, it was a thorough background. Uh, <laughs> oh, my credit and everything. Yeah, you know, we we make sure their credit ratings like. 600 or more <laughs> make sure they have a guitar center card no um actually we, we we've never gone out and like asked people to join we've kind of been blessed in that way where like they were just already hanging around because <laughs> yeah, we never put like hey we need someone to fill in or hey i need a guitar player or anything like that we just kind of like all right let's just see what happens first because we're just too lazy or like too busy because our own lives are just busy itself and they were like Whatever happens, happens, I guess. Yeah. Take that, like, that Cowboy Bebop motto. But, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just things just kind of happen and fall in place for us sometimes. And we're not even doing anything. It's just like how most of our music just tends to go out somewhere. We're just like, huh, that's weird. Or, like, people were just wanting to fill in or jump on. Because we, we put on our own sh- shows a couple of times. And one of them we used to call Hometown Zero which is one of our new songs too. And we turned in, we had a festival named that. And then we had this one guy who wanted to jump on the guitar and we're like, yeah, sure. See how this sounds. Cause we always wanted to see how another guitar player sound. And he didn't know any chords besides open three and five, which was like, Oh God, this is embarrassing. That was like so cringe. I'm like, dude, you, you just like lied your way into the band. But besides the lie and all that stuff, it was fun just to hang around. He was a like, cool dude. He was, Kind of missed the guy, but but you know, it's just the way things just kind of happen, and you, know, you tend to lose interest or they just tend to fall out. So it's, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, so we usually had another another guitar player, but he, him, and the other dude kind of started their own band with Now or Never, which 
tend to let them be who they who they are and they want to do their own thing. So it's like, yeah, sure, go for it. But the way we wanted to do things was kind of like four chord, but then adding some flair to it. Yeah. So the the earliest uh, formation of the band was you guys like sound similar to now, or did you guys go through some <clears throat> evolution? Oh, dude, we changed. We changed a lot, man. Um, and you know, it's a it's it's an understanding now of why people like you know bands they change and people like oh I like their earlier stuff because they sound so different. Like like you have to change. It's evolution. It's, it's kind of. Um, yeah. I I don't know. It's like it, like I can go back and write something similar to like Twilight Princess or something like that, but it's just like. It's gonna feel like it's not good enough, you know, because we've grown so much and we've we've grown so much and we've moved forward so far that like all that is like I don't want to say beginner stuff, but more like kick kickstarting, getting off the ground kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we can and we probably will again eventually. I mean, <laughs> we have, we have. Yeah. I mean, quiet. The song "Quiet" is pretty simple. Monster Zero um, was like really. Oh yeah, Monster Zero was very. Dead in like just, one dude, like a few hours. Yeah, it's like three chords. That's about it. But, um, yeah, um, I kind of forgot the question. Oh yeah, no, I was just talking about like how your how you changed over oh, oh, yeah. over time oh, yeah. and. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like not 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 just our songwriting style has changed. We've we've actually dipped into like um a little bit of thrash, a little bit, as you saw, <laughs> with our song Hookshot. <laughs> um, and yeah. we we have like two other songs that we probably totally forgot by now, because <laughs> um, Randall uh, Randall from Rancid Savage was like, he was. I asked him if we could jump on his metal fest, and he was like, "Can you guys be really heavy?" I'm like, yeah, "Probably try." <laughs> <laughs> and we did, and we bombed it, but we had fun. Actually, two of the songs bombed themselves, and they were just like. Well, we tried with it, it, you know, experimentation, but one of them was just so like catching hookshot, like, hookshot stuck. Yeah, so it just stayed with us. But <laughs> what was more funny is when we played that metal fest, everyone was just kind of like grooving, like, "Oh, new band must be new," and and they're like, "All right, enough with the metal stuff. Let's just go right back into punk songs." And everyone got really excited again. And, like, like, oh, that's not them. That's them. Yeah, it was funny because we were just talking about it, and it's like. We're just playing like something we never tried, dipped our toes in, and then we're going back to something we did, and then we're like, "Oh man, see how this works," and then now Hookshot kind of stayed, so we wrote actually another song like that, just to see how it's gonna be. We probably might be debuting it too. This the DRI probably the DRI show coming up very soon. Yeah, that's uh May twenty third, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure this comes out before that. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know how this, it was just kind of funny because when we played that Metal Fest, I think it was like you have this legendary deathcore band, Suicide Science, that's headlining and all these metal bands and metal acts coming around who could probably like wipe the floor with us and here we're just this little punk band on there like, yeah, we got on here and people were just like, how'd you guys get on there? And like, I don't know. <laughs> we just, we just got think, on. I'm sorry, good. But. I don't know. I I just I don't mind playing stuff like that. It's just it's just fun for me because we usually play metal fe- or metal shows a lot now too, and 
like we played in front of like like War Motor or Mutilate Tyrant and like all these good metal bands like you know Born a Winter Aryajis Aryajis <laughs> and man like it's kind of funny because we became really close friends with them and they're always like yeah I wanted to hear that song tonight or you guys gonna play this tonight and it's kind of funny because like you guys are like a better metal band than us you want to hear us it's kind of funny and I mean like nothing weird about that it was just like it's kind of cool that you guys like us and we're just dumb idiots on stage playing around having fun and then always at a metal show it's like you always have like those few people in the crowd like naming our songs like play this I was like oh you know what maybe next set <laughs> like you know it's kind of it's pretty cool I mean you know um, when I first joined the band I mean they, it's it, it was a new it was a new um, journey for me so you know it was really cool and I get to like enjoy it with these guys and like I was saying I was like yeah it's like we get to play these metal like shows too but it's also pretty cool like all these metal fans like they know our songs and they'll yell them out like we want to hear this song or play this song and it's really cool yeah how did how did you get started on uh, with Ragerin and the you're, you're the drummer I believe right Oh uh, yeah, I'm the drummer. Yeah, um, it's 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 funny, man. Um, I I've always haven't been blind. Um, I lost my vision about maybe about six years ago, um, <clears throat> and uh, I I used to play in a couple other uh, bands. Uh, when I first started out, I used to play in a band called Carnage, uh, with uh, Eddie Yazzie and uh, his brother Eric Yazzie, and I believe um, they used to have a a older drummer. Um, Testify is drummer. I think Edmund Yazi used to play with them. Um, shout out Testify. Cool guys. Uh, but yeah, so I used to play with them and, um, you know, we were used to playing like Slayer, Metallica and stuff. And um, I actually got to join uh, Signal 99 for a while. And that was really fun. I got to play with Chuck and his late brother Henry. And, um, but uh, when I first came into Ray Gurn, it was back about 2000. 18. 2018, early 18, I think. like 2000, early 18, and uh, at the time I was actually in uh, in El, El Gordo, uh, New Mexico. I was at the orientation center for the visually impaired and blind. So I lost my vision, and I was doing blind training, like um, learning how to read again, read Braille, use technology, typing, um, cane traveling, um, you know, everything that a blind person would need. <laughs> So it was pretty cool, and then I got this message in my in my messenger. Um, you know, I was like, "Hey, I was like, uh, these guys are looking for a band. You know, it's like you guys can, you know." Um, I told them that you used to play for Carnage and Signal Ninety Nine, and that's when I sent Ray a message. I was like, "Hey, man, it's like, I heard you guys are looking for a drummer." So I sent him a video um, back uh, when I was playing with Signal and. Um, I think we opened up for Mushroom Head back in like the early 2013 uh, at the old Juggernaut uh, here in Gallup, and um, and then at that time I I was just being in contact with Ray and I and I was in down down south in the southern part of New Mexico, and so he gave me like three songs to learn at the time, so that's why I think I I really enjoy playing those songs. So I played Lost Woods, uh, Twilight Princess, and another song Saber. So he, he gave me those three songs to like kind of listen and kind of I was like hey I was like, I really like this new tune, so I was actually coming back uh, for like a weekend, so you know it takes like five hours from Almagordo back to Gallup, 
<laughs> and um, so I was telling him, so, yeah, dude, so I can come down to St. Michael's uh, where uh, where we're at now at Ruben's place. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I I took the five hour trip uh, back to Gallup from El Magordo that same day. And my dad and my my daughter, like they met me in Gallup and they bring my drum set. And I just jumped. I basically just switched vehicles and we came out here. Set up my drum set. I was like, nobody was talking to each other. We're just like, like, okay. Like, yeah, I was like, you know, blind drummer. I was like, you see what happens. And right away, you know, it just automatically click. And, you know, we went through the songs. We're like, okay, you know. Um, I don't know. It, just, it was just that chemistry that kind of clicked. And I just kind of just, like, all right. You know, I was like, I'm going back to Almogordo um, next couple of days. So we just stayed in contact. And basically until after I came back, then we started doing shows. I just kind of just you know like just basically just didn't leave <laughs> yeah, it's but. Actually, it's, um, interestingly enough it's actually in this very room where we auditioned him like yeah. right where you're sitting oh, cool <laughs> yeah so, it's kind of funny because like you know like, like people would see me at shows like um, like I'm walking around like a blind individual with a cane and everything they're like they never expect anything but you know like um, since you've seen us at the El Moro you know, I have, like, my own little logo thing that I do with Rager and shows. Um, like, they're always asking me, like, what does the X represent and stuff. I was like, it could mean anything, you know. Um, I guess it would just be up to anybody's imagination. But for me, like, you know, I can't see. So I, I wear sleep shades when I play. Because um, um, of my eye condition, I'm, like, really sensitive to light. And some of, like, strobe lights and stuff will, like, start bugging me when I'm playing. Then it'll, like, throw me off. So I wear blackout shades when I play, and I have my eyes crossed out. So that's like the whole logo thing for like the Ray Gurn thing. And um, yeah, it, it was it's, it's it's just pretty cool. And like like nobody expects me to go up there and play until I walk on the walk onto the stage. And they're like, "Oh shoot, dude!" I was like, "That guy's gonna play." I was like, "You guys have a blind drummer?" It's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the first year when we first had Brian on, people were just like. What's that guy doing? And then they see him on stage, and he starts playing. And like, is your drummer really blind? Like, yeah, he's blind. He's legally blind. And then they freak out. Like, how's he do it? It must be muscle memory. It's like, yeah, he's 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 got it down. I was like, which which is really crazy because it's like, it's kind of like how like the drummer from Death Leopard only has one arm. He had to reteach himself how to play. And Brian's got like basically no vision and he has to learn how to play with everything so I was like that's pretty cool I mean if someone can you know with disabilities like that can play instruments still you know that should at least inspire somebody you know out there like your disability shouldn't hold you back or anything like that which is pretty cool because most of our music is tend to like the best way I could put it is like our music is not just anime based or Godzilla based. It's like it has a medium, like some of our songs involve in like, like mental health or things that are going on in your life or things that are like struggles and basically I guess you could say, because some people tend to think like our music is just only that, like Twilight Princess or is like a song based on trying to find purpose in life or Sabers like. You know, our, our little dedication to people who, who we lost throughout their years. Lost Woods, probably the same thing. Like, going through some dark, heavy stuff. 
and just trying to look for the little light in your life, trying to get out of it. But using music as the help, trying to... It's kind of the soundtrack to all your problems. Yeah. It goes a lot deeper than, like, you know, just past all the anime stuff. And I think, like, I think it depends on, like, like who you talk to. You know, like, each person that comes up to you, you can have, like, a different meaning of, you know, what Lost Woods might mean or Hometown Zero or, you know, like, an Untouchable Queen, you know, like based on like off of those lyrics I was like each individual will have their own like oh man it's like this song reminds me of this or interpretation yeah so I mean it's really cool like when they'll come up and tell you it's like oh dude I was like this song helped me through this and and um you know like like for me like Hometown Zero it could be based off of anything and uh for me like um um I lost my mother about two years ago in 2020 uh 21 I'm sorry and um, Hometown Zero was, like, it's really special to me because it, it can mean, like, many different things. But for me, it was just, like, coming home, going through the struggles of blind training, losing your vision, and having to deal with the struggles of everyday life, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it kind of pushes you a lot further than, you know, it kind of makes you really think, like, okay, you know, I can't see. But then again, I was like, there's always somebody out there that has a little bit harder than you. And I think that's, like, people over... Like, like, they don't realize that sometimes. And, like, they complain about, like, so many, like, simple things, man. I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? I was like, we put some sleep shades on you. I was like, you'll walk with me. They're like, they tend to freak out. Like, I can't see you. I was like, that's my vision there. And, you know, like, for me, Hometown Zero, this means so much because I accomplished so much, like, through my blind training and getting over, like, that difficulties and stuff. And after I finished my blind training, you know, I came home. And that's when we started writing Hometown Zero. So that means a lot to me. That so I dedicate that song all the time to my mother. Yeah, well, that's that's really uh, it's amazing. I I mean, like I mainly listen to like mm-hmm. like metal and stuff. I got into like new metal, but um, yeah, I listen to you guys' music. It's to me, it just sounds more like uplifting and not so like you know depressive and suicidal like, i think that's yeah. the reason why we don't get picked for most punk shows <laughs> we're not like that yeah it's very very uh energetic and up upbeat uplifting like to me yeah it's 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 kind of like that that's how we try to put it because um like like Brian was saying too like a lot of us have our own little things that we go through like ray has his own things like with anxiety or you know social things going on and like I I'm kind of like that I have like so many messed up things in my life that I was just kind of like wow I'm still here again like I used to have like really bad suicidal tendencies or I used to really like self-mutilate myself and like I don't remember the last time really doing any stuff like that ever since I've been doing the band and that's pretty much how I'm trying to like keep myself focused Cause like you know, I try to always use music as like a healing or like a medicine for myself. Cause everything throughout my whole life, I I use music for. So like even meeting some of my favorite like artists, like I met so many bands. Now. <laughs> like I got to hang out and meet Slipknot or Wayne Static before he passed. Like one of the biggest bands that was really ins- like inspired me a lot and motivated me was probably American Head Charge. Mm. And to 
two of the members I got to meet was Chad and uh, Cameron. And they were pretty cool. I got to hang out with them, chat with them, because I bought like $300 worth of merch, <laughs> which is something I don't advise. But, you know, if you're a really <laughs> diehard fan, like, you know, someone like me, yeah, you would do that. But I remember doing that, and the, the, the merch dude was just like, man, you must really love this band. I was like, yeah, man. It's like I grew up on these guys in the early 2000s. And he's like, I gotta, he goes, I gotta get the guys, and he brought, he brought them out, and he was telling us, like, yeah, this dude bought this much, and I got to hang out with Chad, and I just told him, like, yeah, your music kind of got me through some really hard shit, man, and some, oh, sorry for swearing, part of my French, <laughs> but, um, it's okay. yeah. part of your Navajo, part of my Navajo, um, <laughs> my inner John came out, um, but yeah, I just told him, like, how much his music meant to me, and how much, like, you know, I got through stuff, and... I was pretty much like a loser in high school and life and not really got anywhere. Still not got anywhere in my life. Just kind of like enjoying every day like it's my last, but being lazy too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got to tell him so much stuff and <coughs> he was really cool. We got to chat for almost like an hour before they had to leave. And it wasn't until like a year or two that he passed away. Oh, no. And that kind of hit me kind of like... How something like that, you know, meeting someone so cool could just be ripped from you. But, but yeah, it's just kind of like, I like to hang out so much with people now. When we go to shows and meeting them and chatting with them and they tell us all these things, like their own little struggles and whatnot. It's just kind of like, I don't know if I'm doing anything to help them or doing anything to like, you know, push them in the right direction. But when they tell you like all these deep things and like, yeah, your music got me through this. It's kind of like, whoa, I don't think that could ever like happen to me because I was pretty much a nobody in my life. So hearing somebody like say that, it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> like my own family doesn't really care what I do. They're just like, yeah, just let this loser do whatever he wants. And he's not winning trophies or making money. He's just doing music. <laughs> But you know, hearing stuff like that is I could, I could take that one compliment more than anything else because I don't know. It's just kind of it's interesting to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I think me and Ray had this discussion before too. Like people come up to us and tell us like, "Oh, you guys are really good. You guys are really amazing. You can shred on guitar. You can do all this." It's like, and me and him would just stand there like. Oh, thanks. And we're not being asses or, you know, douches or anything. It's just that in our own life, we've never been complimented on anything or got like, praise for anything besides, like, you know, older, older siblings getting all the glory. And you're just, like, this little dipshit who can't do anything. And then hearing, like, something like that is completely alien to us. Yeah. And we're just like, wow, that's interesting. Somebody actually likes us. Yeah, <laughs> I was, like like uh, last week I was, we were actually talking about that last week and um, I was telling him that um, a uh, psychologist friend of mine once told me that um, because I used to I used to perform well not perform but I used to do like um, like these worship songs and stuff at um, um, like uh, teen church groups and stuff on Monday nights and um I used to do some songs on acoustic, and afterward, they were like, oh, you're really good. Your voice is really developing, and you sound great, and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
No, it's not. Yeah, and and then like I I would say that so much, and I would say that a lot, and my friend was like, "Your issue is that you don't know how to take a compliment." And he was like, "I don't mean that," and and you know, in a jerk kind of way. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's kind of like an anxiety thing. It's kind of like. Oh, I forgot how he said it. it was like so long ago, but he was like, you just you don't know how to take a compliment, just like how some people don't know how to take a joke or whatever. But he's like, but he was like, but just you know, just keep in mind that it's no, no one, no <laughs> one's meaning any harm when they're complimenting you. It's you know, they're they're being respectful, and you know, so they just try to say thank you and accept it, even though it's really hard for you to. So yeah, it was, it's that's what we that's what we go through. Yeah. But you know, we, we we gladly take it though. You know, like don't be scared just because we said that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be scared of me, like when they see you. But like, hey, come you're playing guy, oh, come I in. Wanna, <laughs> I want to backtrack a little bit about him joining the band and all that. Um, yeah, I did. I'm surprised that he even remembered what songs I sent him because I don't remember. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember a whole lot. I don't even remember the songs I played last night. Um, <laughs> No, but yeah, I, we sent Brian like three. I I sent Brian like three songs, and he came back and he was like, "Oh, dude, um, he's like, I have a problem." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "I thought he was gonna say something really serious, like, like I have some kind of allegation against me or I have a drug problem." I thought he was gonna say oh, something like that. Like, I don't like punk music. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna be something really bad. I was like, "What?" And he was like, I'm blind. I was like, oh, that's it? <laughs> I'm like, like, I didn't mean it like that, but like, I was like, oh, okay, well, oh, I can't say that's cool. <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah, well, okay, well, well, I'm not, I'm not going to like dismiss you because of that. Just, you know, let's, let's jam out. And and not only did he learn these like three songs, but we, we learned like four more that day, four different ones. And me and Ruben were like, man, this dude got on quick, man, like. Holy cow! Like we're saying, like, damn, he's dedicated. He drove that far. Yeah, and, he, and then we then we ended up walking out of this room with like seven. He learned like seven. Well, he had already learned three, but he walked out with like four more, four or five more. I don't really remember. Um, yeah, it was so funny because like after like those three songs and stuff, and Ray was like, "Yeah, dude," I was like, "We got like maybe like a show coming up," and Ruben was like. I was like, you didn't even ask him if he wants to join yet. It was like, we're already like making plans and everything. It's like, hey, you, it was the excitement. It was the excitement. Yeah, it was the excitement because we, it just sounded good. We're like, dang. It was like, it was, it just clicked on. And I was having fun back there and we were all just throwing stuff together. And, you know, it was just, um, I mean, it, it was really cool. I mean, I never played like this type of music. I was always so used to playing like a lot of Slayer, Gore, um, you know, Pantera stuff and Metallica, Megadeth, you know playing that from drummers, you know, like, like, just basically just like being inspired by them. And, but playing punk music was really new to me. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah. What's the, what's the biggest difference you notice between playing like fast, like thrash metal to punk? Uh, I guess it's not really that much of a difference, but I know that like with, with, with our type of music, um, I would have to kind of really pay attention because, you know, like I tell, like, uh, like most people, I tell them, like, how do you study the songs? How do you learn this? I was like, I break everything down to pieces. Uh, with with metal songs, you know, they're pretty, you know, like anybody who listens to them, like all the time, they automatically know where the change-ups are. You know, punk music was, it's a little bit different where, you know, like, like Ray was saying, like he'll like change up the chords. 
I mean, it could be the same chord, but, you know, at a different um, pitch. <laughs> so it would kind of throw me off like that. And, like, I was like, did you just play that? I said, no, that's, like, the verse part. And I was like, let's play the interlude. I was like, which part is that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, the same thing. Like, but, you know, like, that that's what I learned from it. It's just, like, it, I mean, it could kind of be, like, the same thing, but it's, like, really, like, more difficult for me sometimes because I use more of my hearing to listen to it and... You know, I can't, like, look at his fingers and, like, see where the change-ups are or, you know, hand signals, like, you know, like some, some people do sometimes, what I used to use a lot, long time. But, you know, it, it was just, it, it's just really different for me. And it's, like, it took me a while to, like, to adapt to what they're playing. And now it's just kind of like, oh, man, dude, I was like, that's that's pretty fast. <laughs> and, you know, it's like I have, I can't, you know, when I first joined, it was just, like, a whole new tempo, like, all the way through the whole song was like that. Where like in some metal songs you have your breakdown points and you know your your stops and you know like little breathers here and there, but it's kind of like a, like a continuous beat and it would just keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's um, uh, yeah, I figured that maybe I, I was thinking maybe the transition would be more uh, rhythm. It's I, I I'm guessing like with yeah with like um, metal it seems like there's hardly any like like prolonged rhythm sections i feel like there's just a constant like you know changes in yeah. tempo and breakdowns and like the i don't know i feel like with punk it kind of like the rhythm it seems more consistent and like throughout the song but i don't know that's i'm not a musician <laughs> by the way <laughs> what, what's kind of funny too is like like all three of us listen to more probably listen more metal than anyone well not like anyone out there but just like well, I'll listen to metal, but we're playing punk music, which is kind of funny because it's like you expect like a punk band to only listen to nothing but punk, but then like some other bands like that too. Like some bands are probably like influenced by thrash, so they're just listening to thrash or like you know death metal is only death metal, like you know straight two to the core or cult or whatever you guys say. I'm old, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like we listen to like different genres too. Like my genre and tasting music is just like insanely everywhere like I'll listen to this like extreme like dark death metal like you know like, like I don't know <laughs> just like some weird crazy stuff no like sludge. like I listen to a band called Last of Humanity and it's just like like you can't even tell what the guy is saying it's just like like the whole album cover is just like like dead bodies and all these things or the vocals are just like extreme but then later on I'm listening to like really high like Japanese pop or something really soft or we listen to, like new wave or like dance because like my girlfriend listens to like gothic kind of style music or dance and I'll be sitting there just jamming along with it too but then Ray will be listening to stuff like he shows me like new bands up and coming especially like when it's like like these new bands I never even heard of. He goes, yeah, check out this band. They're like, they're dressing cheerleaders and they're going crazy. I was like, oh man, it's <laughs> weird, but cool. Yeah. And then Brian's like old school too, with like camel quartz and stuff like that. And I'm like, like yeah. A lot of like, like vital remains and stuff like Vader. Like I'll be listening to a lot of stuff like that or like Job for a Cowboy, you know, like I just put like anything on. I'll be all jamming out to those and then because it's like, uh, I think I'm the only one in the band that has kids. So I'll be jamming out to that, and next you know, it like switches over to Baby Shark. I was like, "Let's go, Baby Shark!" You know, <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, but you know, like, 
it's it's pretty cool. I mean, like you know, we never like we don't sit on just one like genre type of music. Like what Ruben was saying, like I'll be listening to like a bunch of stuff like like Cannibal Corpse and switching back and forth and listening to like I don't know maybe well, like Celine Dion or something. But, jumping from Slipknot <laughs> to like Johnny Horton or Johnny Cash. yeah like Johnny Cash like a bunch of stuff like that man. Or we'll just see us sitting there just jamming out to some Eddie Murphy and be like, yeah, the next note comes on, it's like devourment, like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then we'll just be like, yeah, this is a normal day for us. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, it's just, I think because we listen to so much music, it's just kind of like gives us ideas what to write or like what to try out. Because now, like, I haven't really done, dwelled too much into it, but I'm trying to learn how to like use slap on my bass. I never done it live, but I've been trying it out and trying out all these like different styles of how people like play their bass on stage. And I'm just like, I want to see if I can try to incorporate this into our music. But then sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, which is the reason why I like kind of just sit there in my room and just play with my bass. That's actually how I kind of started playing. Because uh, when Ray was telling like earlier, saying the whole beginning back in 2012 he's like you're gonna be our bass player i'm like oh crap so i sat in my room just like listening to the songs just like i don't know the song so i'm just gonna sit here and try to see what it sounds like and then the first day we practiced it was like what you want to play first and then i played like one of the most popular songs like can you really play that it's like yeah i can play it and sure enough it's like all right then like a month down the line we wrote eight new songs which is <clears throat> kind of weird I'm not sure if I'm like I, to this day I still don't know if I'm even good I'm just playing on stage just whatever I think sounds good mm. oh yeah I was going to mention something you guys like mentioned about like and like not really accepting compliments I was going <laughs> to mention there's I sometimes I run into that too there's like something called like imposter syndrome where like it's hard to accept like your accomplishments um, and then like you you accomplish it, but then in your mind you're you're like saying like, well, I only did it because of this, or you know, there's like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, <laughs> I, like your your mind is like, kind of like What's telling you telling you otherwise what you actually accomplished. I, I can I run into that a lot too, but um, yeah, it's it's um, I don't know, you just just have to like, it's hard. Yeah, accept it. Like you know, you accomplished it, and you know, like just try to. Be proud of that and, and like build off of that. I'm yeah. like that because like you know like like a lot of people don't know like you know like if they ever see me like at a live shows it's very rare to like I'm usually inside the venue you know because I'm always outside or you know I'm just kind of like you know I'm not like one of these social persons sometimes like I'm pretty quiet like in the van but you know like like what these guys are talking about you know like like dealing with compliments and stuff you know. And me being, you know, visually impaired and being blind, you know, like dealing with people like, like so rude, man. You know, like I deal with people like that. You know, they'll walk up, wave their hands in my face, like, can you see this? I was like, no, I see you waving your hand in my face, you know? I was like, yeah, but I can smell you now. But, you know, like, like stuff like that. I mean, like, I, you know, I take, you know, I'm okay, like with criticism and stuff like that. But, you know, like people are just like, like like they look at other people that have like disability as being like slow or something. I was like, you know what, dude? I was like, uh, like dude. I was like, half the stuff that you probably can do, I was like, I can probably do. I just put a little bit more effort into it. You know, I was like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not 
I'm visually impaired, but you know, I'm a lot smarter than like people think and stuff like that. And that's what you know chips people out sometimes. They're like, "Oh, what are you doing?" You know, like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, my phone talks like a hundred miles an hour. They're like, I can't even understand that. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, you know, I just have really good hearing sometimes. But yeah, like like what the Ray and Ruben are saying, like taking compliments and it's just like, you know, it's very rare for me like to be like hanging out like inside the venue or outside because, you know, like you see like these other drummers that come in like from like awesome bands and I'm just like, I'm so intimidated by them. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like dude, I was like, man, like, he's going like 90 miles an hour. So I can't do that, you know. But, you know, it's just like, well, I'll just do what I can and play, like, the best that I can. Then I meet people afterwards. I'm like, dude, I was like, that was really cool. And I'm like, okay. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, I messed up right there, though. But it's like, it's all right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think uh, everyone kind of deals with their, um, I don't know, like, just accepting, yeah, like, and being uh, being able to accept uh, feedback, Um I mean, I, I feel like I can accept feedback, but I don't, yeah, like I like agree with you. If I do something right and someone compliments me, I'm just like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't wasn't the best, but yeah, because we have friends from Flagstaff and like our buddies from our homies, basically from Vacant Skies, they're always giving us compliments and always like, man, you guys are you guys are fucking killer. You guys are awesome, and we're just like, do they know who they're talking to? We're just like a bunch of chubby navos from the res and. These dudes are like, man, you guys are, you guys rock and all these things. And they say all these compliments. It's like, man, you guys make us blush. But at the same time, it's like, are we really that good? And yeah, but sometimes <clears throat> now we're kind of like understanding it a little. Like, I guess we kind of are, but we're not really like thrown out there. Like, yeah, we are good. And throw all this nonsense around. So like, yeah. yeah, like after, like even after all these years, ever since I joined the band, I was like, we never thought that we were ever better than anybody. We never think of anything like that. You know, we treat everybody exactly the same way off and off the, on and off the stage. You know, um, like even now, like we still consider ourselves underdogs, you know. And, you know, we just do the best that we can when we get on stage. We're, we're just worms. We're not <laughs> yeah. worthy. Yeah, but yeah. that goes back to that whole, um, you know, like... Um, to our friends and the Flagstaff like we well I don't know about these guys but I just struggle a lot with like my self image and um like cause like I see myself in pictures and I see myself in videos and I'm like man I am fat you know like I am big like holy cow like and, and I don't like it dude. like it, it bothers me it bothers me a lot and like that's why I don't like people taking pictures of me and stuff like that last Wicked show um at the end of the show, after everyone left, everyone got together on stage for a big group photo. And I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm not <laughs> taking a photo. And I think I was facing the wrong way. So. Yeah, no. And then, um, with that with that being said, and I'm like, you know, um, those guys in Vacant Skies, they are, you know, they're giving us all these compliments. They're like, man, it's like awesome. And, and you know, I'm like, you know, like, and then I'm like, for a while, like, I thought they were making fun of us. You know, I thought they were being sarcastic. Um, because I didn't really know Larry that much at the time. Um, I knew Jade because he was in a band called The Blurs and um, Grimm. Um, yeah, the other guys I didn't know. And I like I thought they were making fun of us. I'm like, oh, man. Well, 
whatever. And it didn't help they gave us underwears with like our name on it, <laughs> yeah, with our band name on it. Yeah, I, I, I little, I, for a long time, I legitimately thought they were making fun of us. But as you know, as time go, as time passed on, went on, um, they were sincere about it. I'm like, why? <laughs> like we're just like these ugly Navajo dudes from over there in the desert and like why are you giving us these compliments like you guys are like so much better better than us you guys sound like freaking AFI for Pete's sake and and they do which is cool I call Larry Larry Havoc and he's like no no I'm not yeah that's right Larry I'm talking about you <laughs> um but yeah but you know, thankfully it turned out to be sincere compliments and not them making fun of us you know because that's just how how we grew up. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how how Brian grew up because we didn't go to school with him. But um, he, like I said before, he and I, Ruben and I, went to high school together, and like we were like, con- I was consistently made fun of a lot, especially by jocks. Um, they made fun of me a lot because like I grew up. Um, I'm just gonna say it. Like I grew up poor. Like I like that's just the truth. I had no electricity. I had no running water. I wore secondhand clothes from the flea market. You know, even my toys were from the flea market. <laughs> like I did what I could to take care of myself, but I wasn't really good enough. And I make I got made fun of a lot. And um, now now that I'm older, I'm like I don't know if people are being sincere when they compliment me, or if they're just feeling sorry for me, or I don't know. So it's really hard to like to get a compliment, especially being in a band, you know, and I like. I don't know. And then, you know, I would, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes we'll, say about that. we'll see bands and they'll, they'll be playing. Like, and then they'll just blow us out of water and we tell them, man, you guys are good. And there has been a couple of times where they have, like, this, that, the big head, big headness, I guess you could. I don't know what big it is. Headed, yeah. Big Egos. Headness. Egos, yeah. Egos. And, like, you know, the, oh, you guys are good. And like, yes, we are good. Like, Oh okay. <laughs> I guess you guys don't make mistakes. Worship, worship the worship the ground I walk on. But then, I also meet like a lot of good bands too that there's been like they've been really cool with us. Like really generous. Yeah, like Heart Museum, Penguins, man, those guys were just like we're just like really tight and they're always like complimenting Warmotor. us. War Motor. They like call us legends. I'm like, who are you talking Brothers to, Brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I really love about like, what we've been doing through all these years. We met so many people and they we became really close friends. Yeah, I feel corruption our boys. Skyler, I'm always, he's always helping me on and off the stage yeah. sometimes. Darren's always cool. Like, yeah. like everybody, we know a lot of people like throughout the years. Like, you know, like, like Death Mantra Mommies and like so many bands we met so throughout our, our whole lives. Pretty much every band that you've interviewed. Yeah, like most of them <laughs> were on there. We're just like, hey, look, these guys are on there. And like, there's these new bands that have been coming out, like Hellthrown and you know, like, a couple other ones. They've been just like starting out these new things, and it's like, man, that's cool. There's new bands coming out because I really like, I really love finding new bands, especially bands that never played a like a show before. Or bands that were just like out in the boonies. Like there was this one band I got to really check out and hang out with them. They were called like Raining Chaos, I believe. And they're just like really cool down to earth dudes and we got to chat with them. Another one too, we played at um I think it was like some punk electronic festival in Shiprock a couple years ago. They were called Bat Vomit. I don't think oh, they la- they last that long, but 
they might still be around, but man, they're I got to chat with them for a bit, and they're really cool. And I still have their sticker on my van, which is kind of funny because yeah, like <laughs> what I like about finding these new bands is if they have merch, I throw it on my van. You know, I have stickers from a lot of bands on there, and, or people we got to meet and hang out with. Like there's this one band that we got to hang out with. They were really cool with us. They really like complimented us, and it just made me feel all jiggly. It was like this band called. Two Bit Johnnies. Oh yeah, and they were cool. Man. They were really cool with us, and this other one like because when we play a show out and about somewhere, and we tend to like look at the lineup, and we'll check them out, and sometimes we'll see a band like, oh man, do you think these guys are gonna like us, or they're gonna diss us, or they're gonna make fun of us? Or probably not talk to us in general. Or yeah, <laughs> like there's this one band called Hostile Fate. It's kind of like a hardcore band. Man, they they liked us too, and it was like, man, you guys. I don't know. I I like the fact that we've been playing with so many cool people that they 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 just kind of show us their respect again too, which is interesting. Because yeah. that's what I like about playing these shows is just meeting up with people too. Because sometimes we play like these big festival shows, like like Specfest. We so I always love playing Specfest when they used to have it. Hopefully they'll you know have it again sometime soon. But there'll be like. 10, 12 bands on there. I know, like, maybe War Motor, Obsolete, Born a Winner, and then when we all get together, it's like a big family reunion. So it's like, man, I get to see my bros, get to see everybody, get to hang out, yeah. or find somebody new. That's why we like some of these shows, or especially, like, local shows, too. Last local show we, we did was, um, we, we actually just called it um, just a regular show. Man, a lot of people turned out, you know, a lot. It was a good Yeah. <laughs> There's even some new bands I've been checking out too. Like, like they're really interesting. They got good style, got good music. Like, I think last year we were supposed to play a show, but Brian had an accident and he couldn't play. And we were trying to look for a drummer, but we're just like, oh, we'll just sell gear, sell whatever. So our, our buddies from Born Away to play. But there's this other band I, got, I never really got to check out and I saw them play. And they're called Scarlet Knight. Man, their music was just like mesmerizing I was just sitting there just like man these guys got some good stuff I love his lyrics love his voice guitar and everything it's just like man I like finding new bands like these cause I'm always on a quest just looking for new music so when I hear something new it's just like gets me all giddy yeah I'm the same way I <laughs> I like I have like just a ridiculous amount of CDs like I I need to I need to like have like a garage sale or something but yeah I might what I do is I just like go to like a local show and if like I like I got you guys a CD here too like yeah I just I like to get the CD just because yeah just <laughs> just because yeah I grew up like in the late 90s early 2000s probably it was the best time to grow up, yeah and CD it was all about CDs and like yeah having the CD booklet and the CD storage Phys- case yeah physical merch is probably like, the best merch you can ever yeah because like I, I don't know autographs from the actual bands that has something on it yeah, because Ray always teases me, like, yeah, you can get Ray and Ruben's like autograph, but you know it'd be rare if you get Brian's, just like a yeah, rare Pokemon card rare thing. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I don't mean I'm like I'm not trying to sound like all prideful and ego and all that, but like, it does happen. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen when people ask us, will like, will ask us to like sign stuff, and they're like, "Where's your drummer? Where's your drummer at? He's uh, I need, I just need his signature." I'm like, uh. More than likely, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm. I don't hang around that much, you know. Just, you know. And oftentimes you have your family with yeah, you. Yeah, I usually have my daughter that helps me, or 
you know, because it's really hard for me to have drivers sometimes, and especially if we do, like, a lot of shows where, you know, it takes, like, if we go to Flagstaff, like, three hours back, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to put, you know, who's ever helping me drive back through that much pressure, you know, and plus my kids have, like, school the next day. So usually sometimes, like, you know, I, half the time I would leave or, you know, I'll be either that or if I'm hanging out there, I'm usually outside of the venue, you know. Or if there's like a band that I want to check out, like our, you know, like our friends from other local bands, like yeah, dude, like, I'm gonna go check out their set, and then we'll leave after that. But you know, like anybody that has kids, you know, they get restless. Like, all right, man, I'm gonna take out, dude. I was like, kids are getting tired. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I raise always. He was like, yeah, dude, it's like it'll be rare, dude. It's like every, if you can get like Brian's signature, it's like it's like a rare Pokemon thing. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only time we ever Brag. have to like really take off after a show is because of um, job duties. Which kind of sucks because sometimes I don't like working in the morning because I'm, I'm the only one that drives the van because I can only handle my van, and the steering sucks on it. So I, whatever. Anyways, um, sometimes the only time we'll ever take off after a show, and it, I don't like doing that. It's just it's like oh man, it feels well, cheap. Yeah, it feels cheap because like, oh, just real quick, oh uh, like it's like, it's like we we like we like bust our butts off in here or somewhere like hours on end. And like, and like, people like, I'm I'm not I'm not calling out anybody. I'm not gonna say who, or anybody in particular. But like, it's it, it, it kind of su- not 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 you. Yeah, it it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks when like, when like a band just plays and they leave. I'm gonna say that, and I'm gonna be completely honest about that. Like, if you if you do that, it, that kind of sucks. To be honest, it's like okay, like I get it, like like. Just like or... like you have responsibilities, you have a job, you have family, sure. but if you got nothing else going on, it's like, and then you just leave right after for no reason. And like, why not? Why not stay? You know, enjoy the show. You know, we're here. We 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 work our hands to the bones for the music we write, and we travel hours. You know, and we spend hundreds of dollars getting there, and more than likely not getting anything back financially. Um. Yeah. And you know, and all we ask is like 25, 30 minutes of your attention just to show you what we have, you know? And like, it, it just sucks when like bands do that. They just like, they leave right after they play. I'm like, well, we probably missed out on a friend because they just bailed. But yeah, because that's, that's how we actually grow a lot of connections is because we got to hang out with like that. But during the early times, we used to always do that because my job would never give a shit. Like, especially like... Telling your boss like, "Hey, I got a, I got a show this week. I need day times off." And they're like, "All right, I'll give you a day off." And then you look at your schedule and like, "Man, I'm working at six in the morning again." <laughs> so there was a couple of times like we'll play Phoenix, and then as soon as we're done, we're like, "All right, we can hang out ten minutes, but then we gotta go." And then we'll try to sell as much stuff we can, get twenty bucks, and then like, "All right, guys, we're going." They were driving five mile or five hours back here. Oh man, it's brutal. Then I dropped these guys off. There's couple. There was a couple times I'd done that where I dropped everybody off, come back home, drop my girlfriend off, change my pants, and like, all right, I'm going to work, and then work another eight hours. Just like, all right, you just got five hours left, and then as soon as I get off, they're like, oh yeah, you can take the day off tomorrow. I'm like asshole, you could have done that for me today. <laughs> but yeah, there's times where like we just had to do that, and it sucks. <laughs> if other bands do that. Like, I can understand job, you know, sucks and everything. But just to like, yeah, I'm tired. I want to go home, or just don't want to hang out. It's, it it kind of sucks because you build connections that way, and you build like 
new friendships with that that way. Also, like our friends from Fatal Corruption, man, those guys would they would just stay and hang out and jam out and go all crazy with us. And they're I, funny. Yeah, they're funny too. And like we we always play shows with each other sometimes. And I used to let them loan them our gear. I was like, hey, you guys want to use my gear? And then they would like, hell yeah, we'll use it. And then next thing you know, they're just jamming out with us. Or like other bands like too, like Condemn the World or any other bands like that. But man, it's just, it kind of sucks just kind of like a band will play and they're like, all right, I'm out. And then they just take off. And the next day you're like, oh yeah, thanks to all these bands. But it's like, dude, you didn't stay. <laughs> At least stay 10, 20 minutes. At least for, you know, check out some bands. You might, you might <laughs> like it. You know, you might check out somebody. You might. And I'm pretty sure the touring band would appreciate it. Yeah, because we played with a lot of crazy bands, too. And I think the one that kind of sucked, too, was we played with this one band, and nobody showed up. And they were on tour. And it felt really bad, because, like, yeah, we tried pushing it, and nobody wanted to come out. And this is, I think, the time when local shows was going through a dry spell. And... There'll be almost nobody at shows anymore. You you promote, you promote. It's like nobody even showed up for Unearth. Yeah, it's like that only 18, 18 people showed up, it and then oh no, and then it's like, yeah, they're just they're gonna play, and then they got off. But then some people are like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But then it's like, yeah, I got to hang out with the band, I got pictures, I got to hang out and chat with them, and then they're like, oh man, I missed it. And it's like, dude, you know. It kind of it's just weird, just interesting. Or you like meet some of those people that are like, yeah, dude, I'll come check out your set, and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, dude, I was like, I, I forgot that you guys were playing that night or something. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's fine, dude. Whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, like what these guys are saying, man. I was like, I think that's how you like grow connections, and that's why it makes it pretty cool, like playing like some of these festivals and like some of these like you get a really good like local bands playing. And, you know, like, sometimes people say, like, oh, man, like, it's the same bands playing again. Like, you know. Like, you never know. I mean, like, in the past couple of years, yeah, the same bands have been playing, like, every Flyer shows. But what sucked is we also lost a lot of, like, local people, too. Like, you know, people from other bands we lost. And they, or they just kind of, like, give up. Like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. This is my last show. And then that's it. And they're, like. Man, I wish I just saw that one more time. It's like, yeah, just go out to a local show and have fun. I mean, you got nothing better to do besides what? Watch Netflix or <laughs> play video games or jerk off? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I do that all the time too, but, you know, I'm not... But We're family friendly here. Or, like, well, if money-wise... I think I went blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All yeah. Right. But, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. But, yeah. But no, yeah, like, I, I run into that problem. Like, if there's a cool show going on, like... Going blind? Like, <laughs> like, if there's a show going on in Gallup and like I get off work and it's like seven and like I really want to go but I just yeah my body won't let me I'm like oh man and I just I just need to rest yeah yeah, yeah it's tough see like, see like for me like like when things happen like that I really want to go but you know I'm limited on I mean it's just not like I can live in a city and take the bus over to the venue you know or you know like call an Uber I don't know if Gallup has Uber Z. No. I don't know but <laughs> but you know but it's, it's it's hard for me to like find rides and stuff like that getting like to get to venues like man i really want to go to that show but you know, there's nobody to go with you know then it's just you know i miss out on the show because i have nobody to drop me off and stuff like that yeah because there's a couple other ones that have been coming up too but 
like financially with me now because my job decided like yeah we're gonna cut your pay and i'm just like yeah dude i can't survive on 400 bucks a month now or a week because not only that too it's just our, our van too sometimes just gives out or weather because we had to cancel a couple of shows because my van either like conks out or the weather just gets really crazy so sometimes we don't make shows like that or go out to a local show sometimes. Because there have been a couple like lineups where I'm just like, damn, I'm never going to see that again. And then when I like when they come back again, I you know, check, out, check them out or whatever. But yeah, sometimes it's just... I don't know, the world's kind of weird right now. I can understand people going through some financial struggles to not see a show. But at the same time, it's just like, you got nothing going on. You got nothing to do. Just yeah. check it out. You never know. I mean, you can find somebody pretty new like man these guys are good because that's how it was when i met the the guys from the penguins because we op they opened up with us during um green jelly and weirdly enough there wasn't that many people at the green jelly show there was just like maybe 13 people there and it was just like uh this is weird considering they're just like a really big influential band i but, don't know what the question was <laughs> bunny trail so much that's all good um no i mean like yeah i was just um just yeah i think we were just kind of like talking about like supporting other bands when you guys do like you know live shows um and then yeah just how hard it is too to like make it to the show i mean whether if you're a, a fan or another band um yeah like for me it's if it's monday through friday i i it's really i i really got to push myself to go like get out of work on um, at this exact time and then go to the show and then like try to get back at a reasonable time so i can go back to work the next morning it's uh, but the weekend i think the weekend works the best for me just because like yeah i mean I yeah. usually have nothing going on the next morning so i'm free to like just check out the show like like when i saw you guys last month in Gallup. um oh yeah and then i want to just talk about the upcoming shows you guys have. You guys have like two this month, right? Three, um, three, three, three this month. Okay. Um, uh, I know the. I saw the ones on like your pages, the DRI show, um, and then Doyle, right? Yeah. And so what's what's the third one? The the twenty third. Yeah. Is, I don't even know the dates. <laughs> I know the twenty third is DRI, DRI, and then the twenty sixth is Faye with. Bunch of other cool ones, bands, yeah. and then the thirtieth is with the uh, with Doyle. I don't know that one, but yeah, then, everyone should check those out. Yeah, those are like I'm not sure who else we're playing with on for DRI. It's just I just know it's just us right now, but I'm kind of hoping to get somebody else too because I know a lot of people love DRI. And, and then um, July. Fake. Yeah, July too. July fourteenth, um, July fourteenth, and um, the Yucca Tap Room in uh, Tempe, we're playing a thing called Phoenix Fest. Uh, I think we're the we're on there with a bunch of horror and psychobilly bands, and um, friend Levi is throwing that show with the intention of it being like a pre Misfits show because Misfits are the next day in Phoenix and um. He thought that would be really cool to do, and um, yeah, we're, we're in the uh, in the reincarnation of Five Sellers Below that that came before. Ray Gurn is playing that one too as well. Um, 
which me and Brian are part of, and Levi's elsewhere, and the other guy, I don't know where he is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone should check those out, and I'm definitely going to put this out before those shows. Um, and then oh, I had a question. This is kind of kind of like going back to something you mentioned earlier. You mentioned that you ask anything, man. Described your sound as like anime core. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't like I honestly I know nothing about anime. Like I think I probably watched like Dragon Ball Z, and that was about it. And then, but um, what uh, what would you say are like a couple like maybe maybe like three that you think people should check out? Definitely Cowboy Bebop because if you like some like. Western cowboy or spaghetti cowboy noir kind of like crime. That's like a good one. I'd probably suggest that. Two, probably. Well, no, I want to suggest this one, but I'd probably say movie wise, check out Summer Wars, which is really fun. It's a good, good movie. And then third, if you want something crazy, insane, like just straight up like ninjas, I'd probably say Ninja Scroll. I'm the only one that probably watches the most. I've seen them. I never seen any of them besides Dragon Ball. Or he just watches Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, that's all he watches. Like seven o'clock in the morning, kids are getting ready for school. Like, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space comes on TV. He's like, yes, like, here you go. Or Godzilla. Yeah, yeah or Godzilla. Um, I'm gonna bring son of Godzilla back. The only one I can think of is um, Castlevania on Netflix. That's a really good one. One of my favorites. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like I, I forgot when I was like in middle school. My old, my oldest sister was like had a boyfriend. He like, he like gave us like a VHS like bootleg, um, tape with anime in it. And then I, I remember I popped it in and just like scared the hell out of me. And it kind of just like I had, didn't really get into anime after that. <laughs> like it was just I think it was just like super bloody and like super like, yeah, it was just crazy. I don't even remember the name of it. It was just. <laughs> yeah it just it just scared the crap out of me and then i just remember like dragon ball z was cool because i stayed at the dorm like flagstaff had a you know dorm for the native kids in high school and like everyone was into dragon ball so i i would, I, I would watch, just watch that with everyone but yeah then after that i never really got into it um, a, lot it's, a lot of it's an acquired taste yeah you some gotta, of it you gotta find what suits you other than that the rest is just it's filler it's <laughs> fan service because i like stuff that has like either a good story or just like insane stuff or sometimes it just kind of kills my mind because my mind tends to go to really hardcore places but i probably say like two of the ones i really or actually three i really 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 get myself into is ghost in a shell fully Cooly, and another one called noir okay just because i like something that just kind of keeps me like grounded but at the same time entertain okay it's just kind of like with movies and how people tend to like use something to inspire them to write. I just keep myself like grounded more because yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. my yeah. mind's a weird, weird place to be. Yeah, yeah mine are just my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get more psychotic than that. <laughs> oh yeah, like, we all have our own influences too, which kind of plays into what we do. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess the big thing I like is, I mean separate from the anime um i don't know i like documentaries uh, uh, i really like um <coughs> like sports documentaries i don't know why they just get me all fired up like if they like profile like a, a coach or like a team or something like that chinley wildcat documentary on that oh, okay. netflix i thought that was really cool speaking of documentaries did you watch the the res metal one 
Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's on. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny because we're on there and we're like, we're not even metal. And people were like, yeah, we saw you guys on there. It's like, uh, like yeah, what's that? Cool. What's that you were playing when that part came on? I was like, that's not even our song. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like it looks like I'm playing that riff, but I'm not. That's somebody else's song. And he's like, like what was that you were playing? I'm like. That, that, that's not my that's not that's not our song that's not us that's, uh, i don't know <laughs> it was funny yeah i like the scenes where they like film like the the house shows and then like all the other bands are watching um uh, i don't conform and uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was our, our bros from um you like tyrant i think yeah. his name was um warren that's that uh, he they put on that show and we got to play out and Kilichi. he's talking about a different one or but the, but i know what you're talking about yeah no tacos. And then uh, Jonathan has like, yeah, he's another highlight of that documentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was the vice president back then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're ever going to allow us to do like shows in the parking lot again, but I really hope so. Because I hope Boo Nigren's cool like that. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, Boo. No, he's trying to bring George straight to the Navination Fair. Yeah, bro. Bring somebody better. <laughs> well, well it's better than all the, it's better than all like the B, <laughs> the B artists that they've been bringing out, so. Yeah. Well, if I do suggest a band they bring, I mean, we might tag his bus again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because be cool, they, when they bring like metal bands like that too, it's just like, man, I really hope they bring somebody good next year. But then they have that that, that lineup where it's like, oh, they had corn, and then like previous, then the next year they had like somebody else. They had like uh, Testament, which was really good. Then they had Anthrax. I was like, oh man, hope somebody's gonna be good next year. Who the hell is Candlebox? And they're like, oh, man. <laughs> Who's Fuel? What's <laughs> the Fuel? Yeah. But like, I like I like to see them bring bands that like people would like go nuts for. Especially bands that were like influential to people that are like... Especially like all the metal heads that are like around here. Like yeah. the one band I was, I was telling to my bro about, I was like, they should bring Suicidal Tendencies considering that band is like right in that middle between thrash and like kind of hardcore punk. And yeah. I think they would bring like so many people here yeah i think they just got to find the right band that will attract yeah, like the, the older older people like you know like people who grew up in the 80s oh, yeah. and then yeah. like their kids who are probably like yeah. Yeah. You well, know. I, I don't know with all the all the country bands now having Fighting. more <laughs> wicked mosh pits than metal shows man that george Strait might just break the navel nation man. I, don't know. I mean if he charges like a hundred dollars a ticket they could probably like you know yeah. like fix the roads or something i don't know what that money fix all the potholes by then. It, it blew my mind when they actually brought the misfits out oh. i was like wow that's crazy yeah yeah that's that cool yeah it was, that was pretty cool yeah. like stuff like that is always fun to see especially if they throw like local acts onto the that bill because i think misfits was the only one i saw that had like local bands opening up for them mm-hmm yeah, I'm looking forward to this first uh, Navajo Nation fair with with Nigrin. <laughs> I'm hearing what... some good things about it. I'm hearing some like some stuff building up, and they're like they're hyping it up, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, I'm kind of scared. Well, if I still lived across the across the fairgrounds, I would have been scared. <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully, you know, you know, coming back coming back from all the crap that happened in the last couple of years, I hope this really. You know, puts us back on the map, so to speak, because the Navajo Nation Fair in the past was really famous for being the one, fair. Of, one of the biggest fairs on this side of the country. Yeah, and, it um, seemed like there was like a, like the different, you know, like the Tuba City Fair, the Shiprock Fair, and they're all kind of like trying trendy. to see who would have the best, like, 
Who would bring the best like, artist? Ti man, on, man, speak. like Delcon is the best out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all that dirty water Crown point, in that yeah. dunk pool. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespecting no. Delcon, but you know. I'm just kidding, Delcon. We love you. <laughs> I miss your shows out there. We do. They have you don't know, like, like some of those shows, like way out in the boonies, are like some of the best shows For real? we have. <laughs> yeah, some Dude, of them are like some of the best food yeah. too. <laughs> like especially if it's like on somebody's property, like yeah, like this is my mom's place, and then we start jamming here, like. Then the parents would feed us and like, oh man, you guys are awesome. But yes, there's some boonie shows that are like really cool and fun. But then there's some that are just like, I hope we don't die tonight. Because we actually had a gun pulled on us because we were selling tickets for casualties. Wow. And then somebody (laughs) didn't believe that those tickets were real. So they ended up pulling a gun on us. Like, I want my money back. Oh no. They're like. That was like, that was like like his first big show. My, uh, <laughs> so it's like I don't want to die for that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like there's there's like a lot of shows that they used to do that, especially like the Dungeon Mech and Mini Farms. Uh-huh. Like, Is that really a thing? Like George Strait? Oh no, I, that's what I read. That like he like made his whole like thing on his um, social media account about trying to bring George Strait. And how about he trying to bring? Um, <laughs> dark side grand right he gets up there like what you for the navigation fair yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'll be impressed I'll be impressed if he if he brings um, Garth Brooks oh yeah even though he's prejudiced <laughs> <laughs> no whatever no I think I think if he like, for the right amount of money he'll he'll, he'll, he'll show up he's like you just keep keep those Indians away from my tour bus <laughs> Yeah, the world's greatest uncle is going to be here. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off here, but um, yeah, you guys, uh, thanks for your time, and yeah, you guys, um, yeah, you guys have some shows coming up. I hope everyone checks out, and um, yeah, is there anyone you want to like? Recognize or shout out? Well, Ray can probably start because I have like a ton of people I can oh, probably gosh. give a shout um, out. Okay. How much time you got? <laughs> okay, you ready? Get out your sleeping bag, dude. It's okay. Oh, no. Uh, dude, like if you consider us a friend to your band, um, you, we're, you're our friend and we shout you out. Whoever you are, just put your name there. But specifically, um, dude, uh, Vacant Skies, those guys are like really close to our hearts. They're really cool dudes. And um, love them. <laughs> love you, Larry. And thank you for scaring me at Monte Vista. Um, definitely Christy from Observer Syndrome and the rest of Observer Syndrome. You guys should go check them out and uh, get all crazy with them. Um, and of course, our, our 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 homie Vicky for putting our shirt up in that in that uh, that place in Denver and someone shouting. So that was really cool. So shout out to her for that. That that really. That really did a lot for me. It made me realize that we actually do have supporters and fans and stuff. And um, uh, I guess shout out to Cody from Juggernaut because we're always bothering him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's probably sick of us. You know, no, we we got to the point where uh, Ernie blocked us because we we're bothering him too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, I probably say like, geez, there's like a ton of bands I could probably just name off. Uh, Fatal Corruption, Mommy Milkers, The Penguins, um, everyone knows Born a Winner and War Motor, Brothers and Sisters, um, Fatal Corruption, Condemn the World, um, Mutilate Tyrant, and I think Lardell said they're starting, he started a new band too, which I'm really excited to see. And 
Jeez, there's like so many bands I could kneel off. If you if you know who I am, you could just put your band name underneath because there's like tons of you guys <laughs> I know. But if I have to really give one big shout out to a band I really think people should listen to, check out, and definitely hit up, it's a band called Lilith. Because that band blew my mind when I first saw them when they played in Shiprock. And they still do. And their music is insane. And I love it. It's the type of stuff I would love to listen to when I'm falling asleep. Not that bad way, but their music is insanely good. And I suggest people to go check them out. And I don't know. Just any new coming bands that are coming out, I'd like to give you guys a shout out. Just because I know how it was being... A nobody, and then you were trying to put yourself out there. So if somebody wants to put their name underneath the comment or something, definitely do that. Cause I like to check you guys out. I want to see some new music. I want to do more. I want to do more. Um, so uh, <laughs> a shout out to Otto and uh, letting us be part of their music video here in Rock and um, uh, Robert Trujillo for wearing our, our our button. That's that's totally mind blowing. And uh, no, uh, other than that, um, uh, past members, uh, Steve, um. Our Phil and Kevin for like one show. Um, Throwing planets. Throwing planets, oh, yeah. yeah cool. Um, who, who else? Would be? I guess Jeff. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, former members. You guys are cool, except for those two that I don't want to mention because you guys were a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna shut up now for real. <laughs> Dang, I like, Brian. You thought the kiss conversation thing was bad? <laughs> no, but oh yeah, shout out. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, I'm pretty really quiet at the venues. But, you know, I was like, like a huge thanks to Cody and Ernie from Juggernaut because, you know, I I work a lot with them. And, you know, I try to, you know, push push our band as much as we can. And, and you know, like Ray was saying, I was like, we're always dealing with Cody, you know, like, like hats off to Cody with working with me, trying to get things going. And, you know, like, Juggernaut's always a good place to play. You know, that's where I got my start, you know. So I I always like playing Juggernaut. Um, shout out to Mommy Milkers because, you know, they invited us to one of my first shows in Albuquerque at the Jam Spot. Oh, yeah. It was really cool, you know, like, um, you know, Kieran and uh, Trayvon uh, for adding us to at that time. And, uh, you know, like to, like all the other bands, like Born in Winter, same thing, you know, War Murder, uh, Fatal Corruption, you know, I got to hang out with them a lot, you know, I see them at the shows, I really enjoy all their, like, kick-ass sets and stuff, dude, I was like... Then, also, Heart Museum, too, because these guys have been really special to us since the beginning. Yeah, and, uh, see, yeah, dude, I was like, it's like, you know, it's just a lot of bands out there, a lot of local bands out there, you know. I mean, there's just so much that, you know, you can say about every band. Like, every band has, like, a unique style, and they have their own, you know, personal attachments to each other band. You know, it's just it's just so much respect there. Like, all the other bands putting up, you know, like, like being able to put a show on takes a lot of work. Um, doing shows and, you know, trying to find fill-ins and spots sometimes, you know, it's 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 hard. But, you know, shout out to all the local bands out there, you know, it's like, I always put that, like, in my post sometimes, you know, I always support, like, the local bands, and, you know, come check out the show, it's like, you know, you got nothing to do, it's fine, you know, it's cool, man, come check out the show, and, you know, oh, yeah. Our buddies uh, from Obsolete, too, because, yeah. Uncle Thomas, Leon, you need to come back, bro, <laughs> I miss you. Oh, so, 
Oh, and then shout out, and then shout out to that one car at Walmart. Like my daughter took a picture because they had a Ray Gurn sticker on the back of the car, and I took a picture. Or my yes. daughter took a picture, and then I sent it to Ray. I was like, yeah, I was like thank you to that one car at Walmart. Oh, and then King Dragon for letting us put our sticker outside the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, King Dragon. Okay. One more last one, guys. Here's the I want to do a special shout out to uh, our boy Kelvin here for highlighting all these bands and just getting our name out there. I'm like, I know people in like different corners of the country are going to hear us. Hopefully we've entertained you. That's our goal because, you know, we're a band and stuff. So, Sir Calvin, the cat. Oh. Oh, <laughs> and, oh. and thank you for telling me about George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to work for those tickets. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Check out Rager and uh, upcoming shows uh, in Gallup or wherever you see them uh, announced uh, live. All right. Thank you. Oh. Yeah.